Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the Jills 365 podcast. I, Reese Hurd, am today joined by James Hawkins and Carl Pond to digest the recent games and gossip involving the Jills. Last Saturday, a Gillingham team travelled to Ewood Park for the first time since 2000. And despite a spirited performance, the Blackburn game produced an outcome all too familiar in our matches to date this season. No goals and no points. A youthful Jills outfit recorded a narrow midweek win with Max Aimer's late free kick securing a 1-0 victory over Colchester, ensuring progress into the knockout stage of the Secretary Trophy. The big news of the week, quite literally, is the advances made by Gillingham towards Mansfield Town regarding the services of their manager Steve Evans. Rumour has it that Evans is keen on the role at Priestfield as he highly rates the club's chances of winning their second World Cup title in the summer of 2018. So, James and Kyle... <laughs> We'll start with the manager situation yeah. um, because it is the big talking point at the moment. Um, I mean, planning this this podcast, the talk was all about Evans, and we will talk about that because it, it was such a shocking story that came out that no one saw coming. But obviously, at, at the time we're recording now. Um, Sean Derry's coming to one to five on yeah. Skybet. Yeah. Um, it's a very short price. Do you reckon there could be something in that? Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be silly not to consider it at, at that price. Um, would I be happy with Sean Derry? No. Um, he's going down the road of unproven again, uh, which is which is the same with. I know it's a little bit different, different with Pennock that. Derry's managed at, at, at this level, um, but it's uh, underwhelming. Um, if we are to go with Derry, I'll, yeah, I think there's something in it, um, but I think it might well be that he's probably part of a three-man shortlist, and I think that three-man shortlist is Sean Derry, Martin Allen and, and Steve Evans. Yeah, um, what do you reckon, Carl? Do you reckon one to five makes it more likely not to be him, or do you reckon someone with more money than sense has just decided to lump a load of a load of money on Sean Derry well, for no apparent reason. Well, that's what I was saying to you earlier: is that on Skybet, especially, the markets are really driven by yep. when you bet on it. Like I remember at my workplace last year when Pennant was sacked, I said to everyone, "I've heard that Lovell's going to get a job." Everyone stuck a ten on it, and his odds went from fifteen to one to two to one, just like that immediately. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the thing is, the market is a bit more mature now. We've had the post vacant for a week and a half, and for someone to drop that low in such yeah. a short space of time, what, eight to one a couple of days ago? Yeah, he, went, he drifted back out quite a lot. Because the Allen came in, um, Taylor come back in again. Obviously Evans came on yesterday. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about Steve Evans because we know that's the only concrete piece of information we know regarding the manager search so far is that Mansfield um, rejected our, our approach for his services. Um, it's... It was a piece of news which is very much split opinion, um, unsurprisingly amongst Gillingham fans. Um, a lot of people, um, probably what we fit into the bracket too is, yeah, um, he's not the, proven to be the nicest fellow in the world. However, our supporters, we've not got going to have dinner with him every week um, and generally he delivers results, um, whereas the other side of the coin is people that just think, Morally, it'd be a really poor appointment because of his of his track record. Um, so I, d- I don't know what what you two how you two feel about the potential of 
Steve Evans taking over? Look, I'll, people people obviously right to have their opinion. Um, I understand people don't want Evans in charge of this football club because of the way he's acted um, before in uh, previous clubs and publicly he's come out and and slagged the club off left, right and centre. He's he's dug one of our legends out in Hester Tyler. Uh, he's been two police claims in against us. That's what I mean. So yeah, he's not he's not covering himself in absolute gold dust when he's come up against us. But um, some fans have said on like social media that they'd rather us relegated and uh, they'd stop going, which is absolutely nonsense. At the end of the day, yeah, it's not it's not great that Evans has done what he's done, but I'll tell you what, if he come in and won 10 games and spun our season and got us on a fringe of promotion, I couldn't, give a, I couldn't care less what he'd done in the past. At the end of the day, the way I see it, whatever he's done at, whatever he's done at Boston... It was 15 years ago. Yeah, whatever. Remember as well. He's probably changed since then. From the last, in the last couple of years, I've not really heard no, much controversy out of him. Nothing, but whatever he's, he's, whatever he's done at previous football clubs, I'll concentrate on my football club and my football club only. And if he was to come here and work wonders for us, so be it. It's the same, it's same as if a player comes to us with a, a really bad record. I bet if not, I bet if we sign Noel Ranger, you didn't hear a peep out of any of those because he's a proven goal scorer. But, but what I'm trying to say... But what What's different about it? But what I'm trying to say is, is that... Like, whatever past he's had at football clubs... Well, once he becomes Gillingham manager, you support him. Yeah. Because he's the manager. At the end of the day, surely you want the best club interest at heart. And... I don't know about you, it ain't you too. And at the moment... We're sleepwalking into it, so yeah. It's not. It's not too late to turn the season around. I saw a, a Walsall fan page tweet out what the league table looked like this time last year and this time now. Millwall were nineteenth. Where are they now? Championship. I don't. I, the thing with Evans, I think he's one of these people that I think if he's the manager of your football club, I think you can probably warm to him. Yeah. But if if you're an opponent to him, he's a horrible nasty wind-up merchant yeah. and Jules fans are easily wound up so I think why this uh, I think this is that. I think in previous years since Martin Allen well, I look when Allen came in we people probably looked at him when oh he's got a bit of a wreck here a bit of a bit of a name for being a bit of a nutter what is the time it's a slightly people more extreme people, version people soon swept that under the carpet didn't they once you come and start winning football matches it's a slightly more extreme version of Martin Allen with like an actual criminal background, but like the same people that are saying I wouldn't see the club wouldn't come back if Evans was manager are the same sort of people that are advocating for Martin Allen. Well, there you go. What's Evans and Allen have got exactly the same past. They're both nasty. They both treat people like crap. But they love Allen because he won us the league. How's that any different? Yeah. I'm sure if Evans come in and won, won the first 10 games and turned our season around, I-, I can guarantee you now those same people will come back and say, yeah, sorry, we like Mr. Evans. No, they wouldn't say sorry, they just slowly creep back in. Yeah. Um, but look, look at him, his, his career win rate as a, as a manager is 43.1%, which over five or six clubs, I think, speaks for itself, to be honest. It, I, forgetting 
history off the field and whatever he's like off the pitch. As, as a football manager, I reckon outside of the championship, he's one of the best you can get, personally. Yeah, I think yeah. he is. Um, yeah. So, Steve's on to this question. Would, are you certain we would stay up if Steve Evans took over? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We'd, we'd either stay up or go bankrupt by the end of the season. It's one way or the other. <laughs> no, I don't think... Because anyone that says, oh, Evan, like, Evans would be stupid with resources, you're telling me now Scully would let him get away with it. I do not think so. Well, this, this is the thing that it's come out that we've made an approach to, for Evans, which would suggest that we'd obviously have to pay compensation for someone who's gone to a club that has spent a lot of money probably getting him in and buying a load of players this season. Um, he's still got a year and a half to run on his contract, which means it wouldn't come cheaply for Jules to, to get hold of him and ring him away from Mansfield. So the, the question is, is that... Where's this money supposedly coming from? Because Steve Evans is a manager that generally, wherever he goes, he has money to spend on players. Which supposedly, we have cruelly, when he brought them through the conference. He brought that conference, didn't he? he Mansfield would have spent a load of money this summer. So, you'd think if he was to come to Jill's, he'd, he'd want assurances that in January, he can have a little bit of a shake-up with his squad. Where's, where's the money coming from? Are these secret investors that Scully's been talking about somehow been found? Or the sense that case that we've apparently won but haven't quite won yet. Is he, yeah, is he spending that money before he's got it, trying to run before he can walk? Maybe it's, well, maybe say, it's that. But well, on that basis, as much as we weren't massive supporters of him to begin with, well, I wasn't Penner giving that back in. How'd you know? Well, well, do you reckon he'd have chosen to sign on league players? Non-league players, League Two players, players that, players that every your, time we sign. Your, your recruitment is only as far as the players that you know and that, that you know and trust. True. What about that little-known Tom Ince that he wanted to sign? <laughs> well, people have too much football manager. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure when Alan was in charge, didn't look that low because he knew they were Well, League Two's a much more... Easy league to read. You build oh, yeah. big, you build nasty, you build direct, and you win. I think you, I think you probably was doing the budget. Scally, when have you never, when have you ever known Scally not to back a manager? Yes, he normally does, doesn't he? He seems quite tight on face value, but he'll. It's very rare that he'll look to play and say no when it's realistic. I think. I think it's potential investment, and I think that's why we do Because like you just said. <coughs> He's one of the best lower league managers. Yeah, I think he is. Out, outside of outside of the championship, I don't think there's many better. I know whatever people will say that everyone is managed has had money, but you've seen so many tip with Jill's prime example last season, Barry this season. Just because you spend money, it doesn't assure you of any success. You still have to be able to spend that money properly, know the type of players you need, buy the right type of players, and he's got a record of doing it. So if, by some miracle, there was money available, I'd trust Steve Evans to recruit the right players to ensure we start pushing up the table. Whereas maybe, this whole thing of where Peter Taylor come in in the summer, Pennock was only given a one-year contract, maybe Scully didn't trust Pennock enough to give him money to I spend on players. Maybe, maybe not. I, I think maybe the one-year contract alone spoke for that. He said, like, this is not someone who I think is the best employment for the club, but I've just gone for him because it might keep us up this season. To me, that's through the fact that he doesn't want to be here past the end of the season. Because 
when do you ever sign a manager on a one-year contract? I don't contract? think Scully does. When do, you, when do you ever sign a manager on a one-year contract? It'll always be two or three oh, at the minimum. It's a, that's what I thought when he signed Penix at the end of the season initially. That was what I heard. It was that Scully doesn't want to be here past the end of the summer, so... I don't think... I don't think Evans... Because I've looked at this. I've looked at this for a couple, since it came out. And... I can't see Scully wanting to work with Evans. I can't just see can't. how them two would last together. I, I could understand maybe Alan, because it's different with Alan, because we've not had a run-in with Alan before, before his appointment. We'd, yes. not, we'd, not, ever, we'd he'd not ever said anything about the club, yeah. but every time Evans plays against us, he's constantly done it. And Scully's to what... Scully's such an OCD person for the reputation of this football club. He hates anyone tarnishing it. And and I, it's I, ironic, really. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, it is ironic, but it is ironic, but it's true. He does he doesn't like anyone that tries to tarnish it, Michael Anderson thing, straight out the door. And I, I think it's uh, I think it's a potential investment. Yeah. Do you reckon well, he, I, did, he did say, didn't he, that he has to bear in mind what investors <coughs> might want with their next manager. And well, I just thought Steve Evans is the last name most Jewish fans would have expected to have been approached for this job at this moment in time. He wasn't even on the betting list. Because that to me says one or two things. Scaddy hasn't given up, like we've said, and he's going to have one last throw of dice, or it's not his appointment. And it's an investment. Well, that's the, regardless of whether you like Steve Evans as a man, as a manager, whether you want him or not, that is one good thing. That is it, it is a little, he's showing a little bit of ambition. Like I say, whether you like him or not, he has proven his worth over the last ten years in, in League One, League Two management, and to, to be trying to prize him away from a team that are expecting to be promoted this season. It shows more ambition than what it would be if we went now and appointed Sean Dowd in my opinion. Who's proven very little in his career. Hasn't pulled up trees with Cambridge. Um, little bit of reading on their forum. They'd be quite glad if he left them to come to us. Oh, didn't it? So says it all. Do I do I think that if we're we're to a point Sean Derry that anything would change or would still be in V2 next season? Yeah I think we would. I think if Derry come in I think we'd still be relegated. I don't think Evans was there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Derry has the. He doesn't have the know-how to keep this sort. This sort of side in the division. Fair enough, he might do it with a better side, but this side. I tell you, this side needs a good manager. Yeah. And it, it needs a manager that has got the has got the know-how and the credentials to do something with it. And and Derry is probably as poor as his team. If he was to be appointed, it's underwhelming. It's, I, I just, yeah, there'd be no point. You might as well keep Taylor. Because the way I see it, we've actually got quite, we've got quite a young squad by, on face value. It's quite a young age, and they're really impressionable. So if we get someone a crap manager, it's wasting the development of what those players could have. Steve Evans, maybe not the best for developing those players because they'll be unemployed by January. But yeah. If we got in a good manager, then that would do it. I don't think Martin would be the best appointment for the players we've got at the moment either, but at the moment, that's not my concern about. That's the thing. I'm concerned about not playing Dover in the league next Scully season. needs to look at this and think, and look at this team and think, who's going to keep some of the division? 
Derry, Allen, Evans. I'll ask you this question. Regardless of whether it's Evans that takes over, whether it's Derry, whether it's Allen, whoever it is, what does the new manager need to do to make sure we stay up this season? We need someone who can score goals. That's the big one. We've got to get the forward scoring. I think defensively, you've proved it with Taylor, who's not the best manager. I think defensively, these players can defend. And I think if they're organised right, which Taylor has proved in the last three games, that we, we won't get beaten by a lot. I think if a manager, or when a manager is to come in, whoever it is, in January, he needs to go and buy a goal scorer. Yeah, they're hard to come by, but he needs to go and find one. So I think, what, we played 11 league games, is that right? Yes. 10-11? I think we failed to score in seven. It's a big issue, isn't it? Is if, it if in seven of the 11 games we've recorded naught on our score, you're going to struggle to win games every time you like that, and you can't rely on defenders and midfielders to score and goals. If you can see in games, it, it doesn't matter because if you've got enough going forward, you can score two to get away with it. So, goals win games. But it's as simple as that. We don't know if we still have a goal scorer in the squad. We haven't seen Nash get a proper run out. It's only really been Wilkinson, Eves, and Parker that's played. List played against Scunthorpe up front, that's it. Cundall's not had a chance, and Nash hasn't had a fair chance. I don't think Eves will get you 15 goals. Well, the thing, all right, Eves has got four goals, but he's only scored in two separate games. One of them was that hat trick, which I think was a freak. I don't think, don't think Eves will grab you enough. Wilkinson definitely won't. I don't think I don't think Cundall's ready and the thing with Nash and Cundall is that they're only going to start delivering at this level if someone trusts them to leave them in there for 10 games to let them adapt and the thing, and the thing is Reece, is that we're not in a position to do that if you're to play Nash you've got to play half of Wilkinson or Eves and all three of them ain't good enough so that's the issue is that it's all well and good playing Nash and giving them a run in the team but when his partner ain't good enough and can't give him service, and the players behind him can't give him service, it's tough really. Because all the time we're playing three defensive midfielders on our field, he ain't going to give him service anyway. I think it's alarming that at the beginning of the season we were all like, oh, Parkour needs to disappear. But out of those three strikes you just mentioned, Parkour would be the one I'd choose. So I think he's be. the most threatening out of Eves, Wilkinson, and Nash. Sorry, Eves, Wilkinson, and Parker. Probably would be. I wouldn't, so, I, I wouldn't even put Wilkinson in the squad. I would, I would put him in my best 18 for the team. I do not rate him at all. I think Eves I put on the bench for if it's desperate time, we're going to start chucking balls up there. Then you know that's where you're going to pull him out. But I, yeah. I think in January when the new manager comes in, whoever it is, needs to go and buy two of forwards, wingers, attacking midfielders. I think our front line needs changing. Be nice if we can keep player. I'd like to keep him. Yeah, I like that. I think, but apart from that, Old A can probably give a run, but like, can he consistently do it in a relegation battle? From what I heard on the player yesterday, is that Old Acre again had a very good performance, which doesn't surprise anyone really, does it? But can he do it on a wet Saturday afternoon at Old? I don't know, we'll never bloody find out. <laughs> Not with Peter Taylor in charge, we'll never find out. Um, so lastly, before we move off the manager situation then, now that the news about Evans came has come out, is he your top choice now? Yeah, for me, whatever anyone says about him, I want success at my football club. And for me, he's the best man for it. I'll I, I take 
to still take Alan. But we'd probably scrape by the skin of our teeth with Alan. I think with Evans we comfortably yeah. be taken. He'd be my second choice. I'd want Powell first. I don't think Powell's in the running, I don't think you can consider him. Well, we know Powell, he's said himself he is desperate to get back into employment. Yeah, we've said all that, yeah. we've said that, we know that, but his name's not even been... Really? It's barely, it's nothing been barely tossed about. Realistically, is he an option? I don't think... Then again, we were saying this about Steve Evans. And oh no, we didn't even say about Steve Evans at all. <laughs> he wasn't even mentioned. Um, it was the same true. with Justin Edinburgh, he just sort of appears, and then suddenly he's our manager. Um, but we'll move on from Amanda's situation now. Um, as I touched on the in, in the introduction, that last weekend obviously we went to Blackburn and narrowly was beaten, um, one nil. Um, seems like we was unlucky not to nick an equaliser right at the end. Um, do you think, James, that obviously we've lost the game, but to go to Blackburn, who everyone's tipped to win the title? only lose one nil and supposedly deserve a point from the game. Do you think that could provide a springboard for us to start improving in the league? No. Um, I said to my dad the other day that just got to show our season's going. When we're going to Blackburn and we're taking a one nil loss. Like I said, a one nil defeat is coming out as a positive yeah. result. Yeah, I know what you mean. Do you get what I mean? And it's like Seriously? Like, yeah, fair enough. We've not been smashed there. But it's just a bit demoralising. It just says a status of the season that the players have come off and the fans have come back on. Well, at least we ain't been beat by four. Like, it's just a bit like, yeah, well. Um, I don't know, can it provide a springboard? I don't really know. It's, it's all a bit... I don't even think the team... The problem is, is that I don't think the team knows what's happening at the moment. I think they're all a little bit back. Yeah, there is what, that. There, is, there could be that. With the management. And what, who are they playing for? And what are they playing for? That's the thing. Like, are they playing for Taylor? Like, it's all in good of them putting in these kind of performances. But what, what are they playing for? Who, who, who are they playing for at the moment? And that's... That's the question that Zachary's really said it, I'm not hungry enough. So, I don't like like you said, before the Blackburn game, everyone expected us to go and completely get turned over. Um, but I suppose the fact we haven't obviously the the Scumfield game which we talked about last week where it it, it wasn't a very good game by any stretch of the imagination but defensively we, we was alright um, and it's the thing with Taylor isn't it it's probably why Scally might find the temptation to maybe keep him if he can't get hold of Evans is that and we he said it himself after was it after the game or was it yesterday's which we'll come on to in a bit but he said that we won't win 2 or 3-0 very often yeah, this season I'll see that. it will be one nils, which is an honest assessment but you can see that's how he's trying to set up isn't it he's trying to make us very solid defensively which you know conceding one in three games is okay Penetrate to do it well when we played five at the back I thought we were really solid defensively but we we did not score that's when he felt the pressure to try to change it to four and then 
Kemp's coaching could not get, give us clean sheets with four at the back. But the issue we've got is that we're not going to go and play like we did against Blackburn every single week. Those players will have an off day because they're just they're not good enough. I just think maybe that was another one a bit like the Cholton one where it's like, oh, big grounds, you know, big game. Yeah, they yeah, ride, they ride, they ride mo- a bit more motivated. You don't need to motivate yourself as a player in the pot from about the people down there. But players are not going to perform like they did at Blackburn. Look at under Penner for Cholton. They were excellent that day. I'm going to watch down for the park. That's the thing, is that, yeah, fair enough, like Taylor's being honest and whatever. But that is the approach Penner has tried to go with for the past 11 games and failed. What, what, did, you, what did you make of the Blackburn as I mean, on face value, when you look at it, like, like you said, we were expecting they get go, they get turned over 4 0 or whatever. Face value, you look at it 1 0, it's like, oh, didn't do as bad as we thought, I thought we would. Watched back the highlights and thought that was a proper League 2 goal that we've conceded. Um, From I got Jill, Dominic Samuel, obviously. Now I watched some extended highlights on the player and I thought, <laughs> done all. From what we've seen, obviously, the Jill's play gives a bit of a more favourable view to what we've done, but didn't look like we played too badly. Obviously, when you're playing at Blackburn, you don't need to motivate yourself for games like that. It's the same with last season, when we, or season before that, whenever we've gone to Bramall Lane, Valley Parade, grounds like that, we've always come out and performed because when, you're in, when you look around, you see stands that are larger than life, it's easy to motivate yourself to play. Um, and it's no different with being at Blackburn, given the fact you're playing at a team that have won the Premier League in not too recent times all the players have probably been alive at some point for that so they're a big club for them and it's easy enough to motivate yourself for that but the quality of the players isn't there to be able to actually go there and get a result it's the same with Charlton it was a freak result I think the quality of players could be there if chosen in the right formation and the right players that we've chosen I feel like for the last few games I don't feel it was Pennock making the team selection. I feel like it might have been Peter Taylor because since the transition, nothing's changed apart from the Scunthorpe lineup, which was thoroughly confusing for all involved. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I feel like we have got the quality in the squad. And at this moment, if I was in Peter Taylor's shoes, I'd look at it and be like, what have I got to lose here? The fans don't particularly want me here anyway. The players that we've got, the senior players, are lacking in quality. Why don't we just stick the young lads out for a few games? We got, we're expecting nothing from the next three games. We are expecting zero points. Chuck the young lads out. It might be throwing them in the deep end in with the Sharks, but they're going to gain valuable experience from it. And who knows, they might surprise us. And it's going to be good for whoever comes in. Yeah, it's going to be good for who comes in after Taylor, if there's someone else coming in, to get a good view of what all of the quality of the squad is because at the moment we've only seen 15, 16 players what they can actually do if you get to see three more matches of players like Oldacre, Nash, Kundal uh, Chapman if you bring him in Omara Omara's bringing him Chapman all those sort of players you're going to get a lot more you're going to get a better view of what squad you've got to work with in match situations because training is not the same as in a match um, last year on Blackburn um, I'm going to talk about two individuals um, that were brought up in Peter Taylor's um, press conference afterwards. Two forwards who we've very briefly mentioned um, already. Um, first one being 
Hello. Connor Wilkinson. Because um, obviously that tweet um, of the video has gone round where sort of 10 yards outside the Blackburn penalty box, he's tried to play a crossfield pass back to Conor Ogilvy and nearly stuck it out for a Blackburn corner. Uh, how he's managed that, I, I do not know. Um, but Peter Taylor came out afterwards and he is quite in saying that I think Conor Wilkinson is a little low on confidence at the moment. He certainly needs a goal. Um, do you think there is an element of it just being down to confidence for Conor Wilkinson or do you just simply believe he is not up to the quality we need? Um, I don't think it's good enough. I think he's... I think he's got, he's got slight ability. I think he's got ability there. The reason why I, don't, the reason why I say I don't think he's good enough is because I don't think he can do it on a consistent basis. Um, I haven't... To be honest, yeah, it's 11 games and probably haven't seen enough of him. But he's, exact, he's, he's a bit like Luke Norris in a mould that he's got ability, he'll stick one in from 25, 25 yards into the top corner, but then he'll do what he did at Blackburn and shank one. But what Norris didn't have was the nasty side to him and the, the mental side to him that he'll just lose his head if things don't go for him. And for me, he's got a two-year deal with us now and I'd like to think that he'd be a little bit more mature to do that. And, even if he's not flying into tackles, I've noticed that if the ball go past him, he'll, he'll go out and he'll, he'll kick someone or have a little flick at them, or he'll lose his head a little bit. Norris never did that if things weren't going for him. He'd just work a little bit harder. And that's what I want to see from Conor Wilkinson. For me, at the moment, I don't think he's good enough. Do I think that he might be better if he had better players around him? Maybe. I think he's got ability, but yeah, not for me. I don't. Think, um, I don't think he's there. Not, not, not there at the moment, anyway. To be honest, Kyle, um, you sort of summed up what you thought of him when you said you wouldn't even have him in your eight, in your eighteen no. match day squad. No, I don't think I would. Uh, it's a difficult one because we saw him pre-season. He looked okay. We were against non-league clubs, granted, but he looked okay. We don't know if it's a bit of like what Tom Eves has with him, where he's, well, I wouldn't even say he's average or mediocre, he's pretty poor, until he gets a goal and then somehow just something flicks, a switch flicks in his head, and somehow he just becomes really, really good for the League One level. We don't know if that's something that happens with Wilkinson because we haven't seen him score yet. Yes, that's the problem. And have we actually seen... Would you even say he's had a good chance this season where he's got himself into a good position and scored? No. He had, had one at Oxford. Yeah. He missed a header from about six yards out. Three yeah, headers. That's the only one I can remember him having. So I can remember a few home games, obviously from my view in a corner behind the floodlight, um, where he's, he's been through a goal to some degree and he just hasn't got the pace to... Even if he's... Even if he's been a good set ball caught defender off guard he's got five yards on them by the time he reaches the 18 yard box he's got nothing on defender again he's been tackled dispossessed then throws a strop he's he's one of them strange ones I, I feel like people are being a little bit harsh on him um, like you say James he's only been here 11 games he was banned for three of them um, and then he's got banned again in the paint pot 
I think he picked up an injury, little injury at one point as well. But I like him. Um, and I'd love to see him grab a goal soon. Because um, someone needs two up front. Yeah. Um, but I think he's one of these where he's not a target man. Despite the fact he's big, he's not that physical no. to class him as a target man. But he's not a Nash, he's not a McDonald type, where he's a penalty box player. He's what? What is he as a, as a striker? Yeah. That's, that's the thing. He likes to sit, sort of drop deep, drop wide to kind of pick the ball up. A bit of a jet. And yeah, a, little, yeah, a little bit like a jet. Don't yeah. it's, it's not a bad comparison. A a apart from Jet set the world alight when he first came in, and, yeah. and Wilkinson hasn't. He does, that's what Jet did. He'd, he'd come wide, come and pick the ball up from deep, and then too often. Not really doing anything. Blaze one from 30 yeah. yards and not go anywhere or just give the ball away. Uh, sorry, sorry to go back to the manager situation, but I've had two things come in. One, Sean Derry was temporarily suspended. Yeah. Two, uh, from a semi reliable source, Hessenthal has been approached again. Don't say that. Don't say that. Surely not as manager. Uh, bloody hope not. Do we, are we really going to go that back? No. That would be his fourth spell, wouldn't it? But over your sources should I shut up and be quiet <laughs> yeah I'd rather I'd rather not know I wish I never read that to be quite honest with you um, but where was we uh, oh yeah much more um, encouraging matters bit in the reserves um, but yeah anyway the other individual I wanted to mention from Blackburn and um, very briefly was Liam Nash um, where Taylor was asked about him and obviously he said he wasn't involved he wasn't injured People, I think, twisted his words a little bit, saying that Taylor came out saying he's not good enough. Whereas I listened to it, and what he actually said was that he was asked, what has Liam Nash got to do to get into your, into your team? And all he said was, be better than the two that are playing. So he didn't say he's not good enough. But the thing is, is that when Eves has got four goals, no one else, well, Puck's not really a striker, but he's got one, I think. Wilkinson yeah. hasn't got any, Cundall hasn't got any. I mean, the question from fans is, is he not capable of two others then of getting a game at the moment? He started one game. And as some said, surely Taylor was involved in the process of signing Liam Nash in the first place. He would have seen enough of him. He was, he was at all the friendlies, Taylor. If surely Pennant would have gone to... Um, uh, Uncle, uh, Uncle Peter and uh, said, um, what do you reckon? I don't, I don't understand. He started one game and he's come on and does, had substitute appearances. And made an impact. And he's looked brighter. He's looked brighter than Wilkinson and, and probably Parker. He looks really hungry every time he's come on, hasn't he? Probably not say Eves because Eves has scored. scored. Um, but why not give? How's the boy going to learn this level if he's the watching a game for 70 minutes and then coming on for the last 20? How's he going to make any sort of an impact? Especially at this level as well. He's jumped up, what, 60 minutes, isn't he? It's four. That's, that's the thing with both him and Cundall. I've seen people saying, oh, they're clearly not cut out for this level of football yet. But to come on to a guy like Cundall, come on for the last 10 minutes at Blackburn, you can't expect someone of that age with no League One experience to come into a place like that for 10 minutes, settle into a game and grab you a goal. Yeah. 
they're, they're both in the same boat where they've got no League One experience and until they get trusted to play four or five, six games on the trot, and if they don't score, tell them, don't worry, keep at it, it'll come. They're never going to learn. I don't understand why yesterday for the Czech Trace Trophy, Nash has come on for the last 20 minutes again. I don't understand that. Why have we not started him? I don't know why Eve's played. I know he's because he's not bad, but what? I think Eves has proven his points in the manager. So they play Eves in block behind closed doors for him or something. Well, well, well it's, not like, it's not like checking a trophy last year where you had to name, you couldn't make any more than X amount of change from your last squad. It's different. Eves and Why? They've both proved that they can, that they can be in this team. They've, they, they've proved in spells that they are good enough. I don't understand why Nash hasn't played the full night yesterday. I don't, I don't get that. For, for example, when Taylor had, had his first game against Scotland, why didn't he start Nash instead of clearing the list? We've not played up front ever. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, he scored, he scored forty goals last season. Yeah, bear in mind, all right, it was the same one as Champions I understand that. But how's the kid ever going to get, ever going to prove to anybody that he's worth playing at this level? If he's just sitting on the bench, I just I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, we'll move on to the Czech Trade Trophy um, game against Colchester, which we actually won. Shame only six to nine Jules fans were there to see it. Um, but we have now qualified for the knockout stages. Um, shall we book our hotels for Wembley? Uh, um, <laughs> obviously, it's it's not the the most prestigious competition in the world but it's a win won't do the confidence any of them are court finals I don't know not semi-final I think some division it's like there's about 10 groups isn't there 12 groups or something silly like that there's there's a southern half and a northern half but the next round's regionalised as well I think I think it's like sort of like the round of 16 equivalent there's two but then there's two finals so it's like round of 16 Southern half, but then there's a final for the southern half, and then there's the real yeah. final oh, okay. as well. Because um, I remember about five seasons ago, we made the, the southern final against Lake Norrie, didn't we? But yeah, obviously, it, it's a win. Um, bit of confidence for some players, maybe yeah. Aymar getting himself. Apparently, channeling his inner Michael Ballack, so people have said, <laughs> I've not seen it, but I don't know why he was taking a free kick in the first place. Very, very good fair play to him. Fair play to him. But I will ask you um, about what your personal thoughts are on the competition as a whole, because obviously it's, it's much maligned. Um, some people boycott it. I know you don't, because you were sitting next to me at the South End game. Um, but obviously, what, what do you make of it? And um, obviously, if Jill's got to the final, would you go, or would you be one that's like, no, I'm not supporting that? I'm not going. I don't agree with the way the competition lays out, but I think it's good for our players that are not playing regularly to, to get a chance and it's also good for in my opinion me as a supporter to see the likes of Old Acre, O'Mara, Simpson and see our youngsters come through and I think that's always exciting as a fan whether you, whether you agree with the competition or not and I think it's always good that and it seems that obviously picking up wins in it is good for the confidence it, Oh, at the end of the day, a, a win is a win, whatever competition is, it, it comes in and it, it puts a better better mood around the football club 
when when there is a woman if yeah of course if we did get to if we did get to Wembley and big if but if we did get to Wembley yeah I certainly would go and I bet you anything the people that have boycotted it would go as well I can guarantee that now if we got to Wembley people that have not gone to any game will go to that um, what do you think of it Carl? Well, I think you know I don't have much of a choice about going no 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 no, no, no. it's fine <laughs> it's fine uh, I think I've made, I've, we've spoken about this personally a couple of times me and you haven't we where I've said I think it should be a pre-season tournament yeah you have mentioned that I think, I think it's the best way for it I think B teams in the Premier League and Championship should go away that's what's kicked up the stink hasn't it that's your, yeah I, I, I don't agree with a group format to begin with but I don't find that particularly egregious when compared to having Premier League and Championship B, time, B teams coming in when they're Fielding senior pros who are 36 years old. Well, yeah, Stoke, Stoke, I see Stoke's team yesterday. They had um, Jacob Halgard in goals, played a few games in the Premier League. Charlie Adam, even in Napoli, in centre midfield. Yeah. Charlie Adam, yeah. again? Wow. So, I, that's what I mean, because the whole point of it is the Premier League saying, right, so we're doing this to develop benefit youth English players. Football. Yeah, we're doing yeah. it to develop youth players for English football, but we're restricting. The EFL teams more than we are the Premier League teams. No, they, if they're going to do that, they've got to field a team of 11 under 23s. If you're going to do that, it should have, is it, it used to be six, now it's eight, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's eight. No, not enough, 11. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, I think I saw that. I think a pre season tournament is a good format for it because it's, I reckon it's the only way you're going to get some real attendances because they were declining to begin with. Um, failing that, wrapped up by Christmas, it's got to be, I think. I think it, the final it ends up in like middle of March, doesn't it, or something? Yeah. yeah. Try, just have it wrapped up by Christmas. It just seems like the more intelligent thing to do. Sort of like a nice Christmas treat for the fans. If they had the final Boxing Day, there you go, that's nice. <laughs> That'd be nice. Uh, a nice trip to Wembley on Boxing Day. Well, obviously, as we touched on a couple, a, well, a couple, some of the younger players um, got a chance. I know Finn O'Mara and Aaron Simpson made their first starts for Gillingham. Um, obviously, nice. Heard that they were promising performances from the two of them. Um, also, as you touched on earlier, Carl, apparently, um, particularly in the second half, uh, Darren Oldacre stood out. Um, and Peter Taylor again commented on him after the game, and he, it was that consistency point that you mentioned, James, that he, he, he touched on. He said that Darren Oldacre um, at times does some incredible things, um, but he just needs to get that more consistent. And then we know we've got a very good player on our hands. Do you think? That's the reason why no one's really been bold enough yet to stick him in the starting eleven and stick with him. Is that all right? He might stick a free kick in the top corner. He might score a weldy. Might find a killer pass, but in the end also might give the ball away on the edge of our own box. Do you think that's just the reason why people aren't quite trusting him? Probably, probably. But is he a risk worth taking? Of course, course he is. Of course he is. In the games that I've seen Old Edgar in. He's made, he's made less mistakes than the senior pros have. At the end of the day, if we're sticking with the senior pros that are making mistakes week in, week out, so what? At the end of the day, like we've both said before, the only way old Darren Oldenko is going to learn is by learning from his own mistakes. Exactly. If he plays in a league game, say he starts on, on Sunday's game, which will come on to a bit against Portsmouth on the telly, we lose 1-0 because he's tried a, a flick on the edge of our own box, they've picked it up and scored, he'll learn then. That's how we'll learn. Like you say, he'll learn by making a mistake at that level. If he goes into under-23 game, 
gives the ball away, what does it matter? It's, so, yeah, it's not competitive football. Yeah. How did Brady Dad get to the heights he did? He didn't get it by playing under 23 games for Peter. No, he played it. for Jude. He weren't the perfect player when he started playing no, for us. So he had to play right midfield, left midfield. But it was glimpses that you could see which eventually blossomed into what he's become. It's the same Baldacre, there's glimpses there. But until he starts getting trusted to make mistakes in this team, which, like you say, enough of the senior players have already done, how's he going to blossom into what everyone seems to be convinced, even at the club, is that he's got the, got the ability there to be a really good top player? Yeah, that's what I mean. Everybody, even at their Q&A, when we went, and Scally and Pennock and everybody was saying, oh, they could brilliant. Play the kid then. Saying we might loan him out to Iceland. If he's, if he's that good, if he's that good, and... Everybody at the football club has come out and said, what a talent, what a talent we have. Bloody use the talent then. At the end of the day, the, the central midfielders that are making mistakes week in, week out, Aymer, Hessen, Tyler, Burn, when they're in there, Bingham when they're in there. All them central midfielders are making mistakes week after week after week, are costing us football matches. Yes, so what if Darren O'Leary costs us one or two games? At this stage of the season, one, it doesn't matter, and two, He's not going to learn anything from watching them not make mistakes sitting on the bench. So there's only going to chuck him in, it's Sunday. Sunday's the time where, where you want to go out, get all your youth lads out, play some attacking positive football, get it out there. He needs to learn. And sometimes you learn the hard way. Because the way I see it, that's for the good of the club as well, being on Sky. There'll be a lot more people in Medway watching than would normally be at Priestfield on a Saturday afternoon. If you're going to get some people watching it and thinking, oh, they actually look like they play some entertaining football, why not win? But you know what? I'd be entertained for 90 because minutes. I'll go play, play and watch that. I suppose if you play a youngster, at this, just put him in for a game, and they do make a mistake, you then learn, as management or whatever, very quickly if they have got it to cut it out at yeah. this level. Take Dak, for example. It might have been the season under Allen where obviously Dak had very shortly come onto the scene. Did he not get sent off against Southend at home? Yes, in the first half. Mistake, clearly learnt from it, and ended but, up being a really, really good player But at the same time, I think he assisted our goal, because we were one up when we got sent off, and I think he assisted our goal. You know, it wasn't, oh, Dak's made a mistake in a big game against Southend when we're at the top of the league, we'll never play him again. Alan clearly went, right, you've made a cock up there. But so be it, you're a kid, it happens. And Dak went on to become, all right, he wasn't great in the last season, but nobody was. He was incredible for us the year before. Um, like, you, like you say, until, until, like, you know, people say Omara looks really, really good. Well, defensively, in the last 18 months, we've not been good enough. No. Why, why has he not been given a crap? Is he that good? Is that... I always believe that age is irrelevant with football if they're good enough to play, play Exactly. And at the end of the day, in the last 18 months, all the senior pros at the football club can probably take a long, hard look at themselves and think, have I been good enough? No, they bloody haven't. No, nobody has. So, and the question was at the start of the season was, we didn't put the, we didn't put the youngsters in because we were in a relegation battle last year. Fair enough. That's fair enough. The season is wide open now. We're not going down at the moment. Do it. Put them in. You know, we've, without playing the youngsters, keeping with the senior players, we've won one game out of 11. So we put the youngsters in for 11 games. The worst that happened 
we might even want more in the next 11, in which case we've done no worse. And, and, and that's the thing, with everything that's gone on at the football club lately, I think it would be a positive thing, and I think it might get the fans inside a little bit. Yeah, if they saw five or six chances in the team. Them, of course, yeah. of course. And perhaps that's something that for the new manager coming in to look at is maybe one of the things they should do if they want to unite the fans and get them all on side is give a couple of them a go. And people will rally behind it. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on from the Czech Republic Trophy and look ahead um, to Sunday, not Saturday, Sunday afternoon's game yeah. against Portsmouth, live in front of the cursed sports news cameras. Um, the thing is, it's probably a winnable game. Portsmouth are doing okay, I wouldn't say amazingly well. Pittman's just been ruled out for a month. Yeah. Yeah. I think they lost 2 0 at got Well, they've only won one of their last five away games. But this all comes down to the approach we take, whether we sit five, five centre halves and four defensive midfielders up and try to win 1 0. Depends on who we want as manager. If we haven't got a manager by Sunday, it's a shot market, isn't it? It's for the players to go out and perform on telly and go, well, whoever wants to take us. This is what we're not do. a bad side. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. Um, do you think we can win the game? Yeah, I think we can. Depends what approach we take. Depends who's manager. There's a million variables in it. There's so many. There's still what? There's still three days yet. <coughs> Depends. He might. He might rock up at the tunnel. There's still time for Nobby to like oh, pitch oh, outside pre-school. I was going to say Waddle if it's Evans. <laughs> 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 Obviously, Pulse was managed by the man many Jewish fans wanted in the summer. Yeah, Mr. Kenny Jacket. Um, how would you like to see Jules line up on Sunday? Um, like I said, every week. Obviously, ho- Holy has to play goal. He hasn't done anything wrong this season. Um, not for me. Yeah, I know it costs us one goal watched out, but. They all do at this level. Yeah. Um, to, to be fair, he's impressed me this season. I've got all the criticism I've given him. Uh, but I like people proving me wrong. Um, I think, well, obviously, no Zakawani. No, he's, he's away on international duty, yeah. Obviously, no um, Lacey. He's out for a couple of weeks, Taylor said, after Blackburn. Yeah, no Lacey. Uh, so Takuda Amaro Amaro what's his bloody name Amaro Amaro sorry Fit 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 Nugent and Aimer, that's, that's it. Right and that, I think Taylor's now decided that Aimer is a holding midfielder. <laughs> so maybe. <coughs> I think it would probably be Aimer. I think he'd probably go with a more experienced. Bingham like looks to looks to uh, can he play his, uh, his, another game in a row? Second game in a row. Could for he? The first time ever. Could he? But he'll probably go on. It is out of the post in training <laughs> or something. <laughs> Give himself a concussion for four days. Um, obviously, fullbacks we're looking at. Oh no! Was he injured? Is he injured? No, he didn't play last week, did he? He was injured because Burton played. Oh yeah. Who is suspended? Ah, so Amara. <laughs> Omar can play right back, can't he? He did. He come on for Burnham right back at half time. Probably Omar. Wait, go through. Who have we got injured or suspended at the moment? So, Eves, 
It's suspended. It's Wilkins is still injured. Uh, sort of. Yeah. Pop, probably. When did he get injured? Two weeks ago. Uh, well, oh, a week and a half ago. I've did not he heard. No, he got he injured. Off injured at Blackburn. Did he? Yeah. I've not heard anymore. He might be okay. Um, Burn is suspended for five yellow cards. Oh God, a second suspension for five yellow cards in um, eleven games. Zakwani is away on international duty. Bingham's La- pending. Lacey. <laughs> um, Taylor said after Blackburn, he might be a couple of weeks because he rolled his ankle in training. O'Neill missed last week's game. Not heard any more about that. Would assume he's going to be injured. Bingham's a bit like my PlayStation update. He goes pending, pending, pending. 89% <laughs> failed. <laughs> um, so yeah, we could be looking at a back four of Ogilvie, Aimer, Nugent and O'Mara. Which then moves us into midfield. And how would you I, approach I that? I differ from that. I don't think that's what he's going to do. What works we do? I think we'll do five. Who's the other centre half? He'll put Omar centre half and put Wagstaff on the right. Wagstaff's injured. Is Wagstaff's injured. injured. He didn't even say he's still injured. He got injured against. What was the last home game? Parker. He yeah. could do Parker. Now Park up front. He could do Parker. Maybe. If he's going to go down that route. I know he moved in there last night. Have we got 18 players? Have we actually got a squad of 18? If, well, I We're think probably struggling. I think the strikers will be if Wilkinson's injured it'll be Parker and Nash I, I think Wilkinson's going to be fit I've not heard anything I think, we'll, I think Wilkinson, Nash and Parker are wing back I'm adamant he'll do five and back I don't think he trusts Nash neither do I but I don't, I don't think, think he trusts trust Nash like, like I've said I think he'll go with Nash if he has to or well, was he more likely to play Cundall? Cundall, was on, Cundall made the bench at Blackburn and Nash didn't. Maybe. But then Nash come on yesterday and Cundall, Cundall didn't. Cundall Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Are they taking it in turns? But I don't think you can predict this lineup because don't really know who's available. Don't know who the manager's going to be. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Have we got... So let's, let's assume for argument's sake we go... Let's, let's just name it out as a 4 4 2 for now. Go Poli, O'Mara, right back. Aimer, Nugent, centre back. Ogilvie, left back. Let's say Claire. Parker, right wing. Oh, yeah. Martin, left wing. Claire, Bingham in midfield. Wilkinson, Nash up front. Yeah. That leaves us, it's going to leave us that a bench of Arnold, Arnold Hessen Tyler, Oldacre, Cundall, List. There's five. We're two Simpson. missing. It's going to have to be Simpson and maybe Chapman. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a very young bench, I think. It was, it was a Blackburn. It was, yeah. We didn't have an awful lot to come Very the young bench at Blackburn. What happened to that whole we don't get injuries? Well, that yeah, was, that was, was one of Pennock's, you know, the ever-accurate Adrian Pennock. He's one of the quotes he came out with. That, you know, muscle injuries weren't a thing. Yeah. Um, admittedly, Lacey is a muscle injury. Rolled his ankle. Um, but Wagstaff's probably a muscle injury. I love that we did it. All oh, injuries, we didn't could, even mention Garmston. Could there be a surprise that yeah. he was on the bench for Garmston, seeing as he's back in training? Back fully fit now, isn't he? Well, not fully fit. I don't think Garmston's ever fully fit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's in full training, so could he make the bench? Maybe. 
I don't think he'd have a longer than a 10 minute camera. I don't though. think he'd come on, but to make up the numbers on the bench. Yeah, and, and even if desperate for defenders, I don't think he'd make a cameo longer than 10 minutes. He wouldn't be able to. Oh, we are a little bit thin on the ground this week, actually. I didn't realise that, actually, until we just started speaking about it. Um, <laughs> the defence is going to be very interesting. Without Zakuani or Lacey in there. Yeah. It's not going to look convincing on paper, whoever it is. What was the back four last night? Omara. I think Eamon played at the back. Eamon, Nugent, Simpson. Did Nugent play? Nugent played. Yeah. It was that minute. Simpson, Omara, Eamon, Nugent, wasn't it? That was the back four. Yeah. Oh, Gilvey are coming for Simpson, I think. Yeah, I think Omara. Yeah, I think Omara, Eamon, Nugent. Do you think Old Acres got a chance of playing Sunday? Um, if he was to move Aimer back into into centre half, I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be Bingham and Hester's one. I can't see Old Acres coming in if we were, if we were going to play four at the back. If we play five at the back, maybe, but not with four at the back. I think it'd be Bingham and Hester's one. Maybe Claire just in front. Maybe, maybe. Um, but obviously, despite it being um, live on Sky, which normally means Jules lose, are you going to predict a Jules win for the weekend, James? Um, There's your answer. Kyle. 1 0, 94th minute, Cody McDonald. Oh, wait, that's Wolves. 2 uh, 0 loss. You think we'll lose 2 0? I'll tell you what. Yeah. You think we'll I win? I think we're going to get a result. I can only assume you're going to put it 1-0 because we're not going to win by Yeah, I'll feel, I'll feel, I'm going to go 1-0 Claire to get our goal Yeah, you're yeah. going for a 2-0 defeat Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's so variable There's so because we're recording this on Wednesday so much could happen by Saturday If, if, if Steve Evans came in and got appointed tomorrow everyone would be like oh, we're going to win And it was still those because it's on Sky At this moment in time if everything stays as is. I, um, as painful as it was last Tuesday, I think it's going to be a very similar game to Scumford if Taylor's still in charge. Yeah. And I think it could be another poor nil-nil with about three shots at either end. <laughs> and the most exciting thing being when the ball gets stuck in the Gordon Road gutter or something. <laughs> Those games were on Sky are pretty dull, aren't they? Yeah. We've had... We've played Sheffield United. Sheffield United was 2-1. Yeah. They're always lively. Yeah. It, was, it was 2-1 with Brady Dak free kick, and then Billy Sharp scored 2, didn't they? Hand of pass. Hand of pass. Hand of yeah. pass. And then... Or before that? It was Wolves. Wolves. Was it Wolves? No, Wigan. Wigan. Yeah. When this downfall happened. We'll say less about that. Then Wolves the season Wolves. before. Yeah. Uh, I think we had Scumfort season before that, which was nil nil. Scumfort. We had Scumfort at home on a Tuesday night, and someone invaded the pitch in the ninety-fourth minute. Was it Wickham? Wickham. Yeah, we lost one nil. No, no, because was that the game where someone invaded the pitch yeah. like the last? Yeah, game? that was Wickham. Oh, we lost one. Tranmere as well. They had Tranmere on Sky. Yeah, yeah. Tranmere on Sky. Yeah, Tranmere on Sky. Basically, we don't go very well on the telly, do we? Not really. That one nil. That Wolves one was an anomaly. When Effie Sodji got knocked out for fifteen minutes. So that Wolves one was a very weird, like, playing the Kenny Jacket team, which was managed by Peter Taylor. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Couldn't <laughs> yourself. 
We scored that like up. We were, we were absolutely battered for 93 and a half minutes of that. And then we get a corner come in and score the most League Two goal ever by Cody McDonald, who just sort of kicks the corner flag in celebration. We'd, we'd take Great. that one. And then he come out and he's in it, didn't he, Taylor? And gave it the old, oh, we're well, feeling very well. That's why I didn't jump up and down. Um, yeah, history could, could repeat itself. But I believe Portsmouth are bringing... I think they've sold 1,200 tickets yeah. so far, um, so they'll bring a fair few down. Um, whether the Jules fans will turn out in their numbers remains to be seen on, on the basis of this season, unlikely. Um, but yeah, that rounds us up for this latest Jules 365 podcast. Thanks as always for listening. Um, feel free to tweet us any of your thoughts on, on the topics we've discussed. Um, to Jules365 on Twitter. Um, Yeah, thanks for watching and we'll catch you next time.